21. Is it 21? It's 21. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have no idea what number that is. Our podcast can drink now if weeks were years. I guess maybe that varies state to state. I'm not sure. I'm sure 21 is a normal drinking age. I mean, in Ukraine, I think. I don't know. I'm sure there's a drinking age. 21 weeks. Shut up. <laughs> for, for sure, 18. I guess if maybe legally 18, because you get your passport at 18. And then, then is, you become an adult. Is that what you need to show to buy, to buy it? No, you don't carry your passport with you. That's something that you store up. Well, you know, some people do. I guess sometimes back in the olden days when the, then the commies, like you would have to present your passport to see if you actually belong. Documents, comrade. Yeah, I guess. So, but no, we, my parents had theirs tucked away, similar to how we do. If you lose that, that's a pretty bad. I guess. But, you know, there's no driver's license that you carry with you. Like, you're, there's no ID. The passport is your ID. Yeah. But, but you know, everybody's drinking before 18. I know that. <laughs> but but I think maybe the legal age is 18. Started off on, off topic already. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't keep a topic. <laughs> I don't know. There's like a life full of experiences. Experiences, right? And, and, That's the whole and point. knowledge. And, right? you know, I think it's perfectly fine to get off a topic. How, how else? I know you and I joke about ourselves always being off topic, but I don't mind it. How else will people learn about passports and the drinking age in... Ukraine, right? 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> but you see, that, that's the thing is like, I later learned in my life that there's such thing as drinking age, but I'm like, people are drinking. Yeah, I'm not saying kids are drinking, but like my parents offered me alcohol. It was not a big deal. I had no interest in it because it tasted like crap. Yeah. But, but it was not, it's just, there's this nonchalant approach. Maybe my parents raised me a very nonchalant approach. Why? Yeah, I think they did. And mine were very... Yeah. Chalant. <laughs> yeah, I but guess. I wonder if that's the difference culturally, like Ukraine versus America. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is I, there Americans who are nonchalant? I think, I think we're raising our kids nonchalant for the most part. Mm hmm. It's, oh, not, it, it's not like mine. Well, it's not like mine. Okay, well, then it's its own. You know what? Our kids will be messed up, but they won't be messed up like we are. Yay! We've succeeded. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I'm very open with them. So that's that part is nonchalant. But as far as just like that carefree, like, oh, go. Okay, yeah. Go. Like I was five years old and I was riding public transportation across town, you know, at seven o'clock at night on my own. And that was okay. I guess, and I would go shopping on my own at age of six or seven. I guess I was probably, you know, eight years old and I would bike out up to the, the major roads. The major roads were the, don't go past this road, don't go past that road. I would just go out for hours, sometimes alone, sometimes with friends. Yeah, I'll be gone for days, my parents. I mean, not days, a day, a day. Yeah. And then my parents, I mean, like over the summer, that's just what you do. You yeah, leave I, and then you I come would, back yeah, I would for just food leave and once go in a while. with friends and, you know, sometimes we're all over their house, sometimes they're all over my house, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no like phones or cell phones to where yeah. your parents even know where you are. There's you just no, kind of trust no the find, process. Find my, where are my kids? Right. Or the, what is that, 360, Live 360? Yeah. And I'm like... The kids are literally opting into it themselves so they can know where each other is. I'm like, did you realize there's just more ways? I mean, you and I don't track them, I guess, on 360. But I do look up once in a while when they're on Find, find Mine. When he, when he drives to pick up a friend and then goes to, to school or then takes, takes the back, friend back from school, I'm like, did he make it? I'll, I'll check that. Well, just because, right, we're not really nonchalant. We're not nonchalant. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. There's 
I think there's this balance between too much, like no no freedom and it's too much. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, free for all type of thing. I don't. Yeah. I mean, there is something, I mean, you and I both just had free reign of our larger neighborhood areas. Yeah. Town, as a town, kid. I hadn't rain. And yet, you know, it, it, I would hesitate. Every time Annabelle goes off on a scooter ride and she's staying in the neighborhood, I'm like, uh, a little bit. Yeah. And we, and then, you know, since then we have had Annabelle's parents, moms. Friends, moms. Friends, friends, parents. Friends, moms. Friends, moms. Friends, moms. Yeah, parents, moms. Hi. Technically, parents also have moms. So I'm not. Annabelle's parents, moms would be Baba. Yeah, no, I know. But either parent, you know, Annabelle's friends, parents, like basically judge slash inadvertently make comments how like her writing the neighborhood on a scooter alone is just something that they will never allow their daughter to do. Right. In a judgmental way, obviously. Right. And I'm like... To the point where they made a point to take her scooter, put it back into their car, and drive her back to our house instead of letting her just ride that scooter back home. Yeah, that was a little weird. Was it dead? I mean, she could kick, 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 move it too. Like a, you know, like a regular scooter. Yeah, I don't think it was dead. I mean, I don't think it would have been dead. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. she she killed it and then they just being kind I don't know. which is fine no I, I'm all pro being kind yeah um, but I'm not all pro making somebody making a statement right like you yeah. can have your own opinion yeah and that's and fine. you can say oh this is this. you know you know, our daughter's just not allowed to go here or here and there so it depends on the tone right. to say that I, like I wouldn't want her to cross that main road yeah the state highway yeah I mean the state road state highway yeah. I mean it's well, people people drive Fast and people have been hit on it, and it's just she. What business does she have on the other side of that road? Playground. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. You know, that's there's like. On the other hand, it's two, like you know, two nice playgrounds on the other side. She's smart. She would and the trash. She and, would look both ways. Yeah, no, I trust her, but at the same time, yeah. So we are not really nonchalant. There are probably places your parents didn't want you to go. Whether you went there or not is a different story, mm. but. Hmm. I guess I would bike across. The road to get to the, uh, to get to the, to get to the store. And that was okay? Not really, but I would do it. But they knew you did it? I mean, I would come back with candy. Where else oh, would okay. I have gotten it? <laughs> I stole it. I don't know. <laughs> so we do have a topic. We do have a topic. Topic is kind of interesting. Um, I, I, I wrote this when I woke up at 3 a.m. in the middle of, wait, no, wait, this would have been 1 a.m. maybe. After I wrote down my dream. And this was. Halfway channeled, I guess it was channeled in response to the dream I was having. Maybe you can have flashed over here whenever I start reading. Uh, and so I figured this would be the, the initiation of the topic and see where it leads us. But um, if one can get lost in the story or a dream and separate from, quote, what all ifs of reality and choose to live, believe, and feel the alternative story, a story in your heart. Right, that can go several different ways. Yeah. And so yesterday we attempted to start talking about that. Yeah. And what that actually means. And maybe you just leave it flashed. 
here for a while, for a long time, because there's a lot to unravel. I don't know if, if you can make you look pretty or transparent or something. <laughs> Magic. Gotcha. <laughs> it goes from non-transparent non to transparent. <laughs> right. <laughs> Instead of just making it transparent to begin with, I have to, I have to go animate it. <laughs> no, you order, have to. I'm sorry. In order to like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it'll be this black box and then it'll be like... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I always create more work for you. That seems to be the the purpose of me. Sorry. You make the work and I'll do it. <laughs> No, and so I, I'll keep on referencing since we don't have it flashed above us here. Um, so to begin, what to begin with? I don't know if you said it or I said it. You know, a store a story in your heart. Is that like a, a fantasy? Is that like a uh, just a dream that that isn't reality? Or is it like? that innate knowing in your heart, which may not match up with the reality that you see, but yet you know it to be somehow more true than the reality that you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is there a difference? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's how it feels to me. It's like, on one hand, it could, you could almost take it as just, you know, pretending things are different and, you know, deluding yourself to some degree. Which, you know, probably everybody has been, has done at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. um, you can get lost in. You can. I mean, which, so one, if there's a story that you believe, right? I can relate to this. There's a story that I believe. And then based on whatever circumstances, that story grabs a hold of you. And then it just becomes your truth. Now yeah. there's there's that story has always been your truth and it's continued to be so and now you're aware about it. That story came about, it was never your truth until the right moment in your life. And now it's a new truth that you're dealing with. Or something comes in and it's not your truth, but you marry it so much that it becomes your truth. What do you mean with that last one? You know, comes it comes in and then you, you, you see hope in it. Okay. I see. Or you oh, see I, action I, I, I in it. Something, something positive, I assume positive comes in. Let's say in. positive or negative. I guess it could be negative. Yeah. And then you attach to it because you seek the desired action out of it. Right. And then thus it becomes your truth. The, 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 the overarching story the nuance of the story becomes true because of the, the overarching thing that you feel connected to. Right? Now, dot, 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 are any of them different? Right? Are any of those scenarios, do they matter in the long run? What is the nuance? Because you, you can go, oh, here's the past and here's the future. And from the larger standpoint, it doesn't matter. What, is, what do you feel in the present? Right? And in that present, it is the easiest to connect to what you feel, which is your heart, right? The story in your heart. Mm -hmm. I like to think of that. I like to interpret it in, and I, I, I guess like the way that like we all have the these hopeful ideals and dreams in our heart that 
while maybe they don't match up with reality today, we know that they're that the potential is there. And so in like the same way that like quantum physics says that, you know, an electron going around quote around an atom, it's not like a planet going around the sun. It's more like this cloud and it's, you know, there's a probability that it's here and there's a probability that it's there, but it's kind of everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Until until it collapses into a concrete concrete reality mm-hmm. that to some degree the reality that we experience is a probability field that some things have collapsed this way or that way but what we hold in our heart is 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 a potential as well. Yes, everything is a probability field, but. What I maybe the important part here is what all ifs, what all ifs, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote it in quotes. Um, I guess it is there in quotes. So, <laughs> but I later went back and I went, oh, that's the term. What all ifs is its own, it's its own body, right? And what all ifs are all the doubts and the questions and the, Fears and scarcities and, you know, unknowns that we take and make that a thing and then stop listening to the story in our heart and instead live out of, like, logic and, well, is, does this make sense? Is this the right thing to do? Is this from, good for the company? Is this good for the company, right? <laughs> Does this make sense from the quantitative standpoint? Does this make sense financially? Does this make sense, you know, like, is this what people do, right? Like right. all of those things are just what all ifs are the excuses that are very real in us. Yeah. Right? I say excuses, but to us, to me, they feel really real. Yeah. Why would I do this if the chances of success are zero or chances of success are heck of a lot less than the thing that I'm already doing right, right. now. And and that's that's how people end up in jobs that they don't like, especially high-paying jobs that they don't like. Because it's like, yeah. well, yeah, I can go here and I can make all this money. Yeah, I hate it and it's soul-crushing work. And, you know, maybe even to the degree that it's it's a, quote, bad company or they're doing something that I ethically don't agree with. But, man, they pay well. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, know, you and I were in both... Both of us were in that position. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I had another dream last night when I was in that position. Slightly different nuance. Uh, I knew the building was going to come crushing uh, crushing to the ashes. Oh, that's great. And so I was trying to get out of it. You oh. were there too, though. Did I... So apparently I dragged you into it as oh. well. Where, was I trying to escape also? Uh, were, it, you, were, we, were we both trying to escape? Or? We were trying to escape and we okay. wanted to make sure that the elevators were still working because okay. I knew it was crumbling down. Well, that's good. That the, that building's crumbling down. It was not the building, but it, it represented but metaphorically the building. that building's Metaphor- down. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's never the building. Yeah, in the dream, it's, it's never. It's never the the physical building that I worked in. I don't know if it's ever been the physical building that I've worked yeah, in. Yeah, I've never had a, like, they they seem familiar though. They're familiar, and it, and it's like, well, yeah, obviously I've worked here forever, but it's like, wait, I've never actually seen that building before. Houses are in dreams. Are uh, we should do a dream? We did do a dream. We did do a dream. Mm-hmm. We can do another dream. I love talking about dreams. I just have the most vivid dreams. We should have one on the on the dream that I had about the cave again. Oh yeah, 
That would be a really good one. Right? But through through <laughs> that living in the pain body, right, of you and I, why were we stuck in our not dead-end jobs? In fact, the job right? was not dead-end. Yeah, either of us could have continued that. Yeah, I just kept on making more money and more money and more money. And there was not really and, a ceiling, yeah, yeah. right? And same thing with you. You kept on getting promoted and, and, and you know, could have got promoted more and could have got more money. Yeah, right. But it's like the, the oh, again, I need to look back, but the, the story in your heart. Right. It's, is, it, is a vivid story. It, and yeah, it wasn't, I guess for me, it wasn't fulfilling work. It started off vaguely interesting. I guess both of my jobs started off interesting from a, you know, because I'm a techie type of guy and there were interesting technical problems to do. Okay. But it's like, you know, if you're not just, if you're just un misaligned with the company, yeah, it's hard to really care. It's hard to go, you know, yeah. this is something that I really believe in. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, imagine the people who work for nonprofits, which I imagine don't pay as well as the, you know, commercial sphere mm -hmm. uh do it because they really believe in it they're yeah. not doing it for the money they'll be doing it anyway and, they'll be doing and then it anyway and then and there's if, just a bonus that they get and it's paid. like okay now i now i don't have to go get a, a, a different job i can do this for yeah. full time yeah and it I will hope support that's me the case. I, I hope so i, I imagine that's the case for most of them yeah when i'm volunteering right not that we volunteer all that much but when i did volunteer i you know it's free and i'm doing it out of my heart yeah and it's but it's some of the most fulfilling stuff that we do it's certainly more more fulfilling than any average day back when I had a job. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, my job, I, I guess our real job that we have, I still like it. Yeah, I mean, that's... And, that, and the fact that you, I get to do it with you, I think I, is I a say big had bonus. I had a job, you know, we have jobs, but back when I was... In corporate world. Employed elsewhere, other yeah. than through well, ourselves. Well, just corporate America Corporate world, America, yeah. As opposed to self-employed America. Yeah. I, one of the companies I, I, I joined, it was a, I guess it was a past to start up at that point, but I think it had like two, 300 people when I joined. But when I left, it was five or 600 and like watch. And that was only over three years. So, you know, yay, great growth, I guess. Um, which, you know, cynical me is like, well, is this all calculated in order to get bought out? Is this, do we have to make the numbers look this way or that way? I thought but, it, it turned out it was, right? Well, it turned out they did get bought out, but that's all beside the point. But a 600-person company feels very different than a 300-person company, mm -hmm. which probably feels very different than, you know, when they started with 5, 10, 20 people. Yeah. And I understand it was in, you know, a, a heavily regulated industry. So I understand that there are rules and it's, you know, it's not the Wild West like it would be at a, you know, some startup hot new startup. Some, yeah. I'm sure it was to begin but with. But it probably was to begin with. Yeah. And, and that's, at the same time, there's all, you know, is this going to work? Are we going to make it to next month's paycheck? You know, mm -hmm. is is the is the flip side of that coin for some tiny startup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, you know, when you and I started our company, it was not dissimilar to that. Now we had your income to depend on. That's true. For a while. Yeah. But, but still, you know, I'm like, how long are we going to make this work? I hope I hope for decades or, or as long yeah. as I want really. Yeah. But but there's the, that question. But there's excitement in starting something new. Yeah. Right. Especially something that you you a enjoy doing. B you're good at. C can can you can live on. Yeah. If you can if you can get to the intersection of those three, 
you're doing all right. Yeah. And, you know, and the, I guess what I wanted to emphasize is the story in your heart usually is the most fulfilling story, period. Right. I think, you know, everybody inside has this thing that they want to do or want to create or want to express. And like, it's, it's like a, a trope now about, you know, yeah, I'm an executive, but I really want to paint or I really want to make music or, you know, which are things that are traditionally very difficult to earn a living at, right? Mm -hmm. Really hard to make a living as a painter, like an artist painter. Yeah. Uh, or, or a musician or something. People do. Yeah. Some people make fortunes on it, but not many. Well, I mean, just the other day, you and I were discussing our, our daughter is 10 and she's an incredible artist. Right. And she just, her spare time, what she does is she goes to find YouTube videos of other artists yeah. who teach, you know, how to draw form and, and, and angles and shadows, but which is something that I would, I would have loved to be able to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. But she's good at it. She is. And she, and she, you know, she has countless papers that she starts and, you know, and she she does this angle and she doesn't like it and she throws it away. So we have these files we right. have to buy paper at an incredible rate. But, but like I, you and I were discussing, like she was so good at just a hand, a drawing, a three-dimensional hand, you know, that looked really believable. Yeah. And then, and much then, better than anything I've ever oh, drawn yeah, in my life. Still till this day. Right. And then I thought, we, but both of us were saying like she's just so talented she's yeah. so incredibly talented and then both of us were like yeah but can she make money as an artist right and so here we are already knowing what she's meant to do but our right you know idiotic like what all lives mind mm -hmm. is trying to create a story why she needs a backup plan or why that might not be a good right. idea or what, what you know what should we encourage or discourage yeah and uh, fortunately today artist back in the day artist meant you know i'm painting frescoes on the wall of a church or i'm sculpting david out of marble or something and you they like needed a is it a patron someone who like would basically fund them to do this some 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 rich duke would be like yes make art here i will pay for your living expenses and now Yes, I'm sure there are people, you know, there are, you know, you think of what does a painter do? They paint stuff and they sell their paintings. Yes. But, you know, you can also sell copies of your paintings. You can also sell mugs with your paintings on it. You can also have a YouTube channel that teaches you how to paint. You can also, you know, there's all these art adjacent mm -hmm. ways that artists can make money. Yeah. Now, and th that was not the case 20 years ago. Yeah, or there's just the YouTubers. Like yeah, all yeah. the YouTubers should watch it, they're monetized and they're making... I'm a, I'm a hoping good money. What's her name? Mar Mariah Elizabeth? Mariah Elizabeth, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's she's a great artist, but, and I don't know how much of her, but it, I, she doesn't, as far as I know, sell paintings per se. Well, she sells, she draws like cartoon creatures, you know, whatever there are. And then sells merch. And then sells merch with those things. Yeah. And we have bought Annabelle her merch. Right. You know, and it's not cheap. Right. In comparison to going to Walmart and, you know, getting a $5 notebook, her notebook is like $30. You know, but, but the, you know, you're buying her brand. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. but then of course she's monetized on YouTube. And so her whole thing is she paints, what are those the squishy things, things? The squishies, like the squish, yeah, the squishies. And people send her deteriorated she, squishies. She restores them. And she restores them on, on the, her channel. Yeah. And it's fun to watch. Yeah. Like I enjoy watching. Right. It. 
But that that's the way an artist makes a living. Is that fulfilling for her? I'm hoping it is. I hope it is. I mean, yeah. she sounds I mean, like she has fun it's, doing it's it. It's better than corporate. It's better than sitting in a cubicle. Yeah. It's a lot better than sitting. I had a cubicle during the other night. Someone was hitting, oh, me, yeah. hitting me with a chair. In a cubicle? In a cubicle. Mm, cubicles are the greatest. Although when we went to Facebook and then they had like that open format thing, I'm like. Yeah, I would I rather have, have a cubicle. cubicle. Yeah, cubicle might be I better would, than you know, this. <laughs> Like I mean, it's just long desks and then they're just computer here, computer here, computer right. here. There's no privacy. Yeah, everybody now, can see. Maybe some it. areas had cubicles. Yeah. But uh I would uh I would sneak off to a conference to an empty conference room and bring a laptop in order to get work done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, is it which conference room is available? Okay, I'm gonna go there. It, even though you had a cubicle because you had a cubicle I right? had a cubicle I had. I mean yeah. I was a manager and I had a decent cubicle I had a window cubicle yeah which is you know hey ooh, look at me mm -hmm. but or to make you know phone calls yeah 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 I guess wait Zuckerberger was in his glass cubicle yeah but he I think he had a button had that, a would, button that would that, frost that, all the windows the frost the windows yeah so when we were there, like, so, so that open format idea, he, I think the message that he wanted to communicate was, look, I'm also, I'm in also this open here, format. Unless in my... we're talking about, you know, the Illuminati. So press that button. I'm sure it was soundproof no matter what. Right. But then it was just visually proof yeah. at some point. Yeah. We don't want people to see these pictures of the Illuminati, so we'll press the button. <laughs> I don't know if he still has his glass cubicle, glass dome. I mean, it's not that much different than Metaverse. He was already in the glass dome. <laughs> and it was frosted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have the highest opinions of Facebook. So because of that, I, you know. Yeah. You're back. Ah, yeah, yeah. You bounce through, Jay, space. You can just sit. I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. And so, you know, the other thing. You know, besides following your dream, right? If we marry all, what all ifs, right? If we marry all the concepts between us that justify us to believe this or not to believe that, right? We marry something outside of our heart space. Mm -hmm. Then that by default becomes our truth and it becomes our reality, right? But if you marry what's in your heart, right? Is there is there a difference between this is the conversation I guess we started yesterday? Can you look at that as um as escaping escape uh, escapism escapism right or 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 is it following your heart right and and that was the, that was one of the pitfalls that I would you know being a log like you know I'm very logical corporate businessy for the most part person. And so my, that aspect of me, that logical aspect of me that, and, and that, that has the fear of like being unsafe and making sure my incomes are met and making sure, you know, I'm following logic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would, would, would justify away from the heart and say, oh no, that's just escapism or no, that's just a fantasy. And you can't spend life living in a fantasy right right I, mean, I, I say you can't i know i now know i'm wrong right 
But that is the pitfall of why you would not live the message in your heart or the feeling in your heart right. or the story in your heart is because one, one, you know, I spend a lot of time going, wait, am I fucking crazy? It, is what I'm feeling crazy? And how long am I going to proceed myself into crazy? Defining crazy as this does not feel, fit logic, right? This does not fit social norms. This is not normal. All of those statements are, again, fear-based and scarcity-based and some norm-based, right? Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, and thus you are not living what's in your heart. Right, and I, and that's not to say live, a, live, there's a, there's, a, there's a balance between I want to have a roof over my head and I want to eat and I'd like to have electricity and water and whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is what I want to do. And that isn't quit your job and start doing what and start doing full time what you want to do tomorrow. That might work for some people, but maybe e- easing it. Just because you have a job doesn't mean you can't do what you want to do. I mean, we who, who was it? Uh, the the guy from the office. Name Steve Carell. No. John Kaczynski? John Kaczynski. Um, he got a, was this, was it him? Who got, a, who got an interview, or an interview, audition for that role? The office? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, right? But he was a waiter? Yeah, yeah, that was him. He, that was he, was, he was waiting tables. And he got a call, or an interview for, for his, you know. No, they shot the pilot. Oh, they shot the pilot? Mm-hmm. They, he, he, you know, he auditioned. He mm-hmm. got accepted mm-hmm. to be, yeah. to be Jim on on the office and then and then you know and then they shot the pilot but I think that's just how it works you shoot the pilot and then yeah the month goes by yeah and he went back to waiting tables and then oh turns out that this was you know a career defining role a uh I mean a breakout role for him a a cultural icon right you know on the level of you know Friends or Seinfeld, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, there's the office too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, he he wanted to be an actor, but at the same time, got to pay the bills. Yeah. And, no, he, I, and he's very fortunate to have a break like that. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people in, in the Hollywood industry wait tables and do other things to compensate for that. You know? Yeah. 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 But I'm not even saying, like, you're following your dream and then there's other ways. What I'm even saying is not even letting that dream be your reality, right? In this, in this statement, in this statement. I guess, yeah, this isn't solely focused about jobs. You know, we've talked about jobs a lot, but it's, it doesn't have to be, this is what I do for income for a living. I think the the nuance here, right, is the the extent in which you you live the story of your heart the extent in yeah. which right when they say one can get lost in the story or a dream right and then separate from excuses let's say of what all ifs or the fears or or whatever you want of reality the reality that is your truth today or the reality yeah. of the fears that you're living under right now meaning the reality 
is different from your hopes and dreams. Or, yeah, this story or this dream. But to point out the story, the dream that you already feel in your heart. Yeah. Right? And then choose to live. So that's action, right? Believe and feel. And, you know, those are three words. Yeah. But it's, it's but like the a... depth, the depth, I think in those three words, to live, to believe, and to feel is probably quite literally a step into which the alternative story, a story in your heart, is your reality. Yeah. It's, you, it's like a mindset. No, you, you quite literally let go of the story that has the what all ifs in it. And then you dive in, like you allow your heart to fully open and breathe, like your heartbeat would have to be synced in, in life and belief and in feeling with the alternative story. And the alternative, I think the word alternative is theirs because it is a story that thus far to you sits as this thing that is other than your reality today. Far away. Far away. Un a fantasy. Un un unreachable. A dream. Yeah. Right? It's a story. Like when we use the word a story or a dream or alternative, we put distance. Yeah, those are like defini definitionally something that is not real. Right. 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 And so how much will, how much determination would it take for you to take a word like a story or a dream or alternative reality and actually say, no, that is my heart. Yeah. And thus shut off the what all lives story, that other story that you're currently living, currently believing and currently feeling that is by all extensive form reality and your truth today. How much will and power does it take for you to actually quite literally shut off believing in this reality? That has been your truth, let's say, in our case, for 40 years. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, whatever, however many years, right? It has been enough to where it is ingrained to where there is no other, like, the fact that you would even say, oh, that's a fantasy, that's a dream, that's a story. It just pushes that. Our words, our thoughts, our definitions of that being, it just pushed that away from being any truth. Yeah. And people do it too. People will, you know, well, that's crazy. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you and I are talking about Annabelle's future and how great she is as an yeah. artist. And you and I are already within between you and I. We yeah. haven't had this conversation with her. Making backup plans. Yeah, maybe maybe like trying to discourage her to have that as a primary plan. I, I Yeah, I don't want to discourage her from having it as a primary yeah. plan. But, the same, but at the same time, it's like... Because you and I right. believe that to be an unreachable dream or a story, an alternative reality that... Guess what? Logically, you might not need the right circumstances. Right. Because we're limiting our thought process of how we believed what it means to be an artist. Right. Right. I mean, when, when you quit your corporate job in order to work for yourself, basically, I don't think that was <laughs> encouraged by many people. Out there. You they mean were, your parents or my parents? Yeah, your parents. Well, yeah, I mean, to, you know, we have brought this up on the podcast. The olden ways of living and, you know, you and I are still functioning in that remnants to where we're like, oh, guess what? 
we somehow ingrainedly believe that you cannot make money as an artist. Now, you and I literally do marketing and digital development and all of that for a living. But somehow there's still this part of us that believes the story that an artist right. is not a job that you choose. And then you're telling me the story. Well, you know, you still have to pay your bills and make sure that there's food and, and money and, and, and this and that. That's a story that you're living. Right. Every, every, I'm not I'm not picking. I feel the same way. Like, cause I'm like, oh, would that if she's single and she's single income, can she have enough money to pay rent? And I'm like, well, yeah. okay, maybe we can give her some money. But I'm like, what if we're dead? We don't have that, you know. So yeah, I know it's a story. It's what all ifs I, I, that I'm already imposing on my future child that is currently just 10 and likes to draw. When 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 I we do invoicing every month and we send out the invoices and then the checks come whenever the checks, not always, but sometimes when the checks come, I'm like, this, this, this still works. This works. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm slightly in shock that this, that this works. Well, I mean, we, we, I mean, we've been doing company. it for a long time. It's a, it, yes, it is a company. Why, you know, you could work for Ford or you could work for your, your own company. What's in the, yes. What is the difference? But at the same time, it is like, why am I so surprised that we've been doing it for a long time now? I think you're surprised because somehow it was a dream. And you it let it dream. to be it a dream always, for so long. It was always my dream to, yeah. to work for myself, have my own company. Yeah. And then that idea, right, to, 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 this, to this, this quote, at what point do you stop outsourcing that word as a dream or a story as a fantasy and live it believe it and feel it as your truth when i when i quit my my last job to work work for ourselves full time um i i tried to get my my uh boss i, I was you know i was going to tell my boss face to face because that's the polite thing to do mm -hmm. um two weeks notice and whatever and uh and i'm like yeah, you know, can I, can I just talk to you in the in the conference room? It'll only take five minutes. And he's like, anytime someone says it's only going to take five minutes, it means we're quitting. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, oh, please don't tell me you're going to the competitor. Yeah, Acme, which was their which was their basically competitor. That so many people had gone to or come from Acme, let's say. Mm -hmm. And he, please don't tell me you're going there. I'm like, no, I'm gonna, you know, go go work with my wife. Uh, we run this marketing company. He's like, oh yeah, there's no way I can convince you to stay. Then never mind. <laughs> yeah, because he was, you know, he was gonna say, you know, could we could we pay you more? Could we could we, you know, what could we do to to make you not go to Acme? Because you know, I hear bad things and I blah blah blah. But you know, he's like, okay, well, no amount of money will keep you here because you are following your dream, and you know, that's who wouldn't want that. Yeah. I say that there are plenty of people who would not want to work with their wife, but yeah. Yeah. But I think some people, not him maybe, but other people looked at it as a joke or like, oh, you know, you, you know what I mean? To them, that idea was so far away and a fantasy and a dream or that's not going to work. Now they didn't know the details that we've been running a company for like five or six years at that point. I don't know. Right. Five yeah. or six years. I mean. Well, yeah, a, oh, lot, yeah. a lot more. Oh, yeah. Technically, yeah. when I quit, we were already doing this just on the, on the Very marginal small. scale on the side. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, they did not know the details of what it was, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, 
but just, just that that sentiment of you know oh maybe I can maybe we can maybe we can save Elliot if if you know is it money is it is it time off what is it and they're like oh no it's it's a dream there's no amount of money that's going to save save him from this dream because that's yeah that's you know the pull there is just too great yeah well that heart the story in your heart yeah. right now I know like marketing and web design is not as glamorous as like painting, you know, right? As far, right, as, far as having right. a dream. But it's, it's, but it's your own thing. The dream thing. is having your own thing. Right. right. And it's something that is, you believe you know, in, you're good I believe at. In, I, 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 I'm, yeah, we're good at, we, we do right by our, you know, our, our clients. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's fun. I enjoy the work. Yeah. No, when I quit my other job, one of the primary reasons is I feel like this is doing this service. You know, I was still selling marketing services, but I quite literally felt like I'm doing this service by the customer because I'm selling them something that one, let's say if it does work as a marketing avenue, is ran by such company to where there's this nonchalant pricing and like like I'm charging this person this price, but somebody else could sell that same thing for a fraction depending on, you know, how much negotiating or buddy-buddy work you do or yeah. how much you want to rip them off by. And so the the moral structure or the integrity behind the company, even though I might have even enjoyed the marketing aspect and the sales aspect and the customer interaction aspect of it, I didn't feel like I was I was doing disservice by the yeah. human being next to me. And then yeah. and then of course, you know, they ran the whole threatening sales environment. Yeah. So it was, that was so, very toxic. Yeah. So the dream was, I love marketing. I'm good at it. I'm, we're really, really good at it, not to do our own horn. And I would love to do service by someone and build those relationships. <laughs> what could you possibly be doing? You know, build a relationship with the customers on my end. Right. And have that honesty between, you know, someone who is a customer and we had them for a lifetime and they trust us and we trust them and there's this reciprocity between yeah. them, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that's what we're still doing, you know. But, you know, but at the same time, whenever we have that freedom, the reason why we can have this YouTube channel and and then have time to talk about the rest of the story. Yeah, this would be hard if we were working eight to five, driving an hour a day on top of that. Mm -hmm. You come home, you're exhausted. And that, yeah. would, that would be hard. No, I don't think you and I would have, at least for sure, I would have been on the path of spiritual awakening. Right, which is... Not by choice, but even by force. If if I was just out there still pretending the word of Lala in my corporate America. Yeah, there's... Like this gave me an opportunity to open my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I think about this a lot is how, A, how fortunate we are to be able to, to have this amount of, you know, time to dedicate to these, I could call them passion projects. Yeah. But B, you know, like almost like this Maslow's pyramid thing. It's like, if you're stuck at the bottom trying to survive, mm -hmm. I need to find food or I'm going to starve or my children are going to starve, you know, if, or shelter or water, you know, if you're, if that's your concern, mm -hmm. yeah, spiritual development's not on your, on your mind. I agree. I agree. But at the same time, when we were in Ukraine, that was our life. 
There's no electricity. There's no gas. There's no, I mean, heck, coal is hard to come by because our chimney ran on coal, our stove ran on coal. Um, you know, my dad doesn't have a job because the Soviet Union has collapsed. There's hardly any food. We don't have any money. But yet my dad was still reading his Hindu, you know, Hindu books. So I say that, right? Meaning like, yes, right? Yeah. You're still trying to make it work. But in his case, that did not keep him That's true. from seeking May- fulfillment on the spiritual end of things. M- maybe... Maybe I shouldn't say it's not possible, but it's it's less likely and fewer people. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe really trying circumstances would would bring it out. I mean, look at uh, is it Ellie Wiesel, the Holocaust survivor, who, you know, I'm trying to remember what his premise was. I don't remember. I don't never heard of him. Um, I don't think. I know Aiden. Aiden, I think read his book. Night, I think this is his book. Um, gonna sound bad not remembering what it was. Um, who was it like that he felt love and surrender despite the maybe the, the Holocaust? Maybe it was that, thing? maybe it was hope, maybe it was something. Oh, I don't remember. I've read it in high school, but I don't remember now. Mm, but, and you know, you can't get much worse than being in a concentration camp. Yeah. But yet he found this uh this this peace in it. A spiritual level of peace. Yeah. You know, we have talked about this. The path of surrender sometimes comes at the bottom. Yeah. Right. Some people have to nice have to, but you know, through their journey of their spiritual path or the journey of their soul, end up being at the bottom. And then at the bottom, right, when there's nothing else left, mm-hmm. right? That in the, in the previous podcast we talked about in the, on the religion, we talked about that space where you go to. Unfortunately, that space is very easily reached when nothing else is left. And at that bottom, but there's nowhere lower you can go. It's a, fi- it's a come to Jesus moment. Sure. Yeah, she's trying to climb in. Come, come on up. Can I come? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, the thing we said before, you know, there's in like a, the addiction community, there's the concept of hitting a hard bottom or hitting a soft bottom. And a soft bottom is, oh, I almost had an accident driving home drunk. Wow. Maybe I need to, maybe I have a problem. And a hard bottom is, oh, I, you know, gambled away my, my kid's college fund and I lost the house and my wife left me and now I'm on the streets. That's, that's a lot harder than and uh, you know a, a near accident yeah who oh wait who was it there's a there's a guy who runs a podcast and he we don't listen to his podcast but what what he was on somewhere that we listened to maybe he was on gaia um that like he had two wives and oh yeah and then like he has an accident his face gets you know, damaged in the accident. It was a big accident. That's a hard bottom. That's a hard bottom. Did he refer to it as a hard bottom? No. In fact, he said that wasn't hard enough. Ah. It wasn't hard enough. And then further down, there was a different version of a hard bottom. Mm. 
Right. So sometimes, right, right, which is an interesting concept, sometimes to, to what most people would be like, okay, if the spirits are going to smack you in the face and go, guess what? Time to to open your eyes to some of these things. There will be an internal fight even against that to where you will still attempt to continue on with the status quo, right? Because when yeah. the bottom hits you have been going down the wrong road, right? The The reason the bottom exists is because thus far, where you are right now is the wrong path in your life. Yeah. And the spirit or whatever you want to call it is trying to help you correct, right? And they can help you correct on a la-la-la land where you're like, yeah, things are bad, but like you're not no, at not the bottom. Bad. Yeah. And they're they always nudging you. There's always signs. There's always these little pokes. But if you don't listen to all those little pokes, you just keep hitting lower and lower bottoms. Yeah, which is like how many low bottoms can you possibly hit? Right. I mean, they're low bottoms when you're, you know, you'll, you'll lose someone. Bed. You'll you'll near death. You might die. You might lose a lose yeah. a limb. Lose you know, get yeah. horribly sick. Yeah. So so the story in your heart. Be on the lookout for bottoms because that might be a sign. <laughs> Like not little bottoms. I'm always on the lookout for bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> the, the story in your heart is the story that guides you away from the bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That when you listen to your heart, which is your intuition, right? You can call it heart. You call it intuition. You can call it a dream. That is the story. That is the fantasy that is pulling you towards truth and away from everything that is not not and and that not at some point results in a bottom yeah right if you continue down the path of not because the course correction will come no matter what like that's the thing is like the actions that you follow in, now I realize the universe, your soul, your spirit, will course correct. They, they're always trying to course correct. Your, your higher self, in the, like don't even outsource this to anyone else. Your higher self, that calling in your heart will always be course correcting you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then, and then as long as you're living in the world of what all ifs, you're not listening to the alternative story that is the actual truth. That is the story of your heart. Yeah. That's beautiful. And, and you know, that's the story of humanity, right? Where you live in life of what all lives. Right. And then, you know, how, how much will you listen to the story of what all lives for how long? Because the alternative, you know, I'm not trying to be a doomsday generator here, but the alternative is your goal in your life, right? Your higher self is is calling you and pulling you and talking to you all the time. Right. And if we spend, I think, you know, this is this is something that I, I think I fall into is through my pain body of of scarcity, of being unsafe, right? And and having you know, fears of not having food or not having heat or, or, you know, not, not having shelter. 
it is really easy to be lost in that and then take all the logical steps and all the precautionary measures to make sure that that is not your truth, right? So the, like the fear, if I'm living in fear and of what all is, it is really difficult to go, oh, I'm going to do this thing, even though this thing is like, might be against food and shelter 101. Yeah, I know it's scary. It's super scary. Right. I mean, it's super scary, but because guess what? At the, at the bottom, somehow I have linked this thing to dot, dot, dot. Dying alone. Equating to I don't have a shelter. Right. And the what ifs is actually not the truth. Right. Me diving into this thing probably in all actuality has nothing actually to do with the possibility of me not having a shelter. Right. And there's. But the fear exaggerated exasperated yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can only link to the pain body that you have the current running it, to. It's so easy to focus on the fear and all the things that can go wrong. And it's almost counterintuitive to focus on what could go right. Right. Because, yeah. It's like, well, right. you know. Because that's imagination and fantasy and the story and a dream. Right. And it, we're like almost conditioned to to discount that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what could go wrong with this? And that's not to say that Thinking what could go wrong, you know, figuring out what could go wrong and, you know, trying to mitigate that, that might not be a bad idea. But at the same time, what could go right? Well, you know, I I could, you know, turn this into, I guess, a a a career or or an income source, or maybe a side job, or maybe maybe it's just a hobby that I enjoy, or you know, who knows what it is. That- but it has nothing. I yeah, keep going but, back to that, but 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 here no, but here's the like what I found the most amazing: the second you actually live the story in your heart, and you live it, and you believe it, and you feel it, you enter a world of magic. Like I say, magic, like in the right because to because the how is this going to happen? How am I going to make this work? Uh, is this even feasible? And so your logical brain cannot even comprehend all the ways that something can happen once you surrender into the dream. Yeah, I mean, yeah, surrender to it com- or commit to it. Or or feel it or, you know, live it, believe it and feel it. Um, I'm trying to remember if it was Alexander the Great or, or if it was Odysseus for the, for the Trojan War. I don't remember. But, you know, they sailed over to wherever they are, going to fight. I don't know, Persians or whoever it was. And the uh the the leader burned all their boats. When they arrived or when what? They they arrived, they all unloaded, they set up camp, and then overnight he burned all their boats. And he's like, now we don't have an option. There's no plan B. It's plan A. We're gonna take him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is no, there is no go back home. Mm-hmm. We we defeat them. We will build new boats and go back home. There is no retreat. And uh, I think they won. I have to look up exactly which story this is. But, <laughs> but you know, if if you know in the back of your head that, oh, well, I could always go back and, and, uh, and retreat. I could always go back and get another job. It, you're not as committed as if it's do or die. Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying... Everybody should take that advice and quit their job and 
become an artist. Not necessarily, but but there is, along with 100% total commitment, your chances of success are much greater. Yeah, but 100% commitment, but there is magic in you living your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, they were committed to a war, but in this case, being committed to what you're, you're passionate about. Yeah, but the guidance, you know, and I will get esoteric here, but the the guidance and the assistance that comes along yes. whenever you are living your passion, your heart, your dream, your story, your fantasy, and actually married as your found reality or as your truth forward opens up these gateways of amazing possibilities like synchronicities and yeah you know yeah, yeah. right the synchronicities and the guidance of yes. your higher self yes. lays in you following that story in your heart right that's what i mean by so such a higher chance of success if you're fully committed because you're open to those things yeah because if you're if you have a plan b you i think close yourself off to them at least subconsciously. Well, or you can have a plan B knowing that here's what I'm using as a tool to follow the story in my heart. There you go. If, right? if like plan you, B is, if, if working at the, as, a, as a waiter is the way to fund your dream of being an actor. Yeah. yeah there's, nothing, to, there's nothing at all wrong with that. The living that is and a, believing in the feeling is you, quite literally the alternative story yeah. Is is the path to you. Yeah. That is the path to finding you and to living you and having that open heart space. And then you can look at everything else that you do, whether or not it's your dream right now or not. But is it in align is it in alignment with furthering your dream? No, what I'm saying is what you do to support it, right? If you are working as a waiter in order to Yeah. Right. But but then you could see that yeah. still as part of your dream. Yeah. You could say, this is part of yeah. the road I'm on my dream. In, I'm living in LA or Hollywood and I'm you know, I'm I'm working as a waiter in order to to fund my dream. But you know, go get going and getting a job in Boise, Idaho, which may pay more, would not fund my dream because now yeah. I'm now I'm removed from the place I need yeah. to be in order to be an actor. The action that you would participate in that is not necessarily the dream, but a road that would help you get to the dream. Yeah, it's dream adjacent. Still, yeah, but it could still be pulled in into the space in your heart. Right. Yeah. To, to facilitate that dream. Right. You know what I mean? Like as, as long as it also aligns with you and you're not working for Evil Corp. I mean, yeah. Whatever, I mean, I whatever guess, Evil Corp means I guess, to you. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're, you know. In our case, I don't think I could have worked where I worked and, and continued to have an open heart with everything that was happening to me. I say to me, right, right. Through the means of corporate management. Yeah, yeah. And then me just feeling like I'm doing disservice to humanity by being there. Yeah. Right. As long as you're not actively going against yourself. Yeah, right. If you're in the job and it's quite literally eating you alive because it's immoral or it's wrong or, you know, you have zero control, but or yet you're toxic. required to to basically treat people like shit, which is what my situation was. Yeah. There's there's no there's that you know 
at no point would I be able to justify being there right now. Yeah. At that point, I was there out of a pain body, out of fear of scarcity. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but now I'm like, okay, it was quite literally eating me alive. Yeah. There at the end of my job, they, I was the manager of this team and then they just dissolved the team and they're like, oh, you're just, here, we're going to plop you on this other team. Yeah, but yours were, weren't, like your company wasn't actually it, No, evil. it wasn't evil. Mine was not evil. Yeah, mine was. And I guess uh, I went into that with a three-year plan. Three years, my 401k vests. All right. And I left it like three years and two weeks. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> 401k vests. Ah, right. But. No, but, right. But that, but the, that know. step is still part of you living the dream. Do you mm -hmm. see what I mean? You, you saw that the dream, the dream was not dead, even though you were in a dead space. You were still living your dream, knowing this is a, a stepping stone to it. Yeah. Right. right. It was, so a, that story it was like in a necessary because, you know, we needed, needed money. You still believed and lived and felt the story in your heart. Yes. Regardless of the circumstance right. around you. And I still did it on the side, too. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe, maybe you can, maybe you can't, depending on what your thing is. You can probably paint on the side. Maybe you can't act on the side. Oh, okay. We're not flipping out yet. You know, hard to make a, hard to, you know, make a major motion picture on the side. But, you know, you can run a small company on the side, maybe. I guess it depends on what it is. Yeah. Some things are, some, some dreams are easier than other dreams. <laughs> as far as financials go. Yeah, but maybe the important part here is not denying your dream and pushing it away as I, a, I oh, agree. that's a dream. Therefore, by default, that's far away right. or it's unreachable. What, oh, that's a story. That's what, a fantasy. What, what can you do to tiptoe one inch closer to your dream? No. What? Are you listening to your heart right now? Well, yeah, listen to your heart. But yeah. But also what? Is there an action that you can take? That well, no, but to begin with, are you listening to your heart, right? I, I'll bring this in, but like I had someone reach out to me, right? And they are confused and they feel lost. And I won't go into the details, but they feel confused and lost, right? And they, you know, maybe they are at that low point in their life where everything they have done thus far is not working for them. And then they just don't even know where to go, right? Right. I, I, you know, I was in that position. I've been there. Like everybody's in that position. And I think right now more and more people will be in that position. And then what can you possibly say to someone not knowing any details, right? Here's a paragraph. Fix it. Well, no, it's just what, what advice would I be able to give? And this is the advice, right? This is advice for me that came to me in my dream. And this is advice for you because it just, it is all implicable. There is a story in your heart. There's the intuition that is guiding you to your highest potential. And I'm not even saying for you to live whatever the ridiculous dream, for you just to be okay even. Yeah. For you to be okay and feel whole and feel peace, regardless of what that actually means. Yeah. That answer is in your heart. Yeah. In your intuition. Yeah. Like you're being pulled yeah. towards something. Follow, follow your heart. Yeah. Follow your, follow your bliss. Yeah. That person followed their heart and reached out to me in order to get the answer from me that just follow your intuition. Yeah. Right? I, I, I 
kept talking about jobs and 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 careers the whole time, but it, it is not exclusive to that. It's no, to me, jobs all, and careers are relevant. It's it's all it's what parts of your life are or are not in alignment with with what's in your heart. I jobs are just easy easy targets, easy to point at. But there any anything could be you know could be your where you live or the person that you live with or your friends or you know any number of things could be either in alignment or in misalignment with what's in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, and no, to me, jo- it's not about a job. It's about you being a human, right? You you being a spark of divine, a spark of life, right? right. And, and, you, and you're meant to reach your potential, right. to reach your reflection. And don't let it get snuffed out. Well, by, by yourself. By yourself. That's the thing. By by right? whatever and by yourself and or social pressure, social conditioning. What all ifs. Yeah. Right. That that's what it comes down to. You know, everybody says that you're your own worst enemy. And what they mean by that is the all what ifs keep us, which is what all ifs is basically our fears and our pain and our traumas and and like all the all the oh my gosh, but if I do this, then this happened, but I shouldn't do that. And Right. And so you just get lost in that. In my case, I get lost in the in the logic, right? The logic comes yeah, in I and it too. shuts it off. Like, yeah. well, is this logical? Is this does like does this even make sense? Yeah. Right. For me, it was really hard to start channeling and then and then go, wait, where where's the scientific explanation behind this? Where what am I doing? Like, where are these words coming from? Right. The fact that I did not know where the words are coming from or who were they by was like a big thing for me. Right. Because I'm like, wait, uh, they're coming. It's not me. B- but where? And that's not logical. Right. My my logical brain was like, I didn't know what to do. So right. to surrender into chaos, in that case, is chaos. Because guess what? I'm unable to understand it completely. And I'm such a control freak because right. control I'm, I'm leads to- I, I want to understand everything. Yeah. and But that's control, right? And the reason why, again, I seek control is because control keeps me away from being on the streets, starving without a shelter. Dying alone. Right. It's not even dying alone. It like doesn't even go there because I am okay with dying. It's on, on the streets without a shelter dying or food. Alone. Mm? But you're dying alone. I don't care about the alone part. That's That's your thing. <laughs> with me, it's like in the cold, outside, without food. Yeah, but those are the three things that are going to kill you. It, but I don't care about the dying part. It, it, the, right, my pain body is, is right there. That is the 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 perfect combo, mm. just right there. Like right, like logically, you would go, well, yeah, that leads to death. So what's the big deal, right? If you're not afraid of that, so that's these. And, and then I'm like, yeah, no, I understand. That's not a big deal. But the process <laughs> right there, this little nuance of where I'm imagining. I'm I mean, on... it's like, you know, at the end of the roller coaster, when you, when you, da, 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 and you come to a stop, that's what logically follows the, the big, the big drop in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? You do the big drop, 30 seconds later, you're stopped, right? So like, if the, you're stopped is the death, then Maybe you're not afraid of that, but you sure are afraid of that first initial drop. Maybe. And maybe that's a weird analogy. No, I, 
it all it is is you know I grew up in the circumstances where the shelter was questioned and the staying warm was questioned, having food was questioned. Was it was it not? That's what I made as my truth. Right. You know what I mean? And I so mean, that's where the pain body rest. It's just that safety, you know. And so I can see it, right? But what all ifs directly, directly work in opposition to an open heart living where you feel love and you're surrendered in the sense to where you're surrendered to your being, you're surrendered to your passion and to yourself. I'm seeing fur fly. I think I might know where it comes from. It's it's balancing on this is this has never happened before. Yeah. There's no. never been two inches between these two. No, creatures. she just really wants to be next to Jay, I think. Or on you. I don't know. They're both on me. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. So so yeah, a dream. Follow your bliss. But what's a Cinderella song goes? A dream, a dream is a wish. Is a wish your heart makes. No copyright. <laughs> YouTube's already saying no copywriting using copyrighted content. So there you go. Why are you saying Cinderella? No, right? A dream is a wish your heart makes. Yeah. And in this case, this you know, there's there's a quite literally, my dream is making a wish of hearing the story in your heart. Living, believing, and feeling the story in your heart, right? If if I was in the closed heart space, and I'm not saying I'm in the open heart space all the time, but if I was in the closed heart space and, and then followed the logic and what ifs, I wouldn't be in the open format to receive this sentence, right? right? I wouldn't be in the format where I'm able to receive guidance through channeling. Right. Because logically, that doesn't make sense. Right. Logically, that does not pay the bills, Right. Right. Like, that was my initial struggle. I'm like, wait, this is more than the full-time job I have. And I have two full-time jobs already. Right. More more time and effort. More time and effort. What we do here on this channel is right. more time and effort. And, and makes zero money. We're not monetized. And in fact, costs money. Yeah. And in fact, I'm, you, you know, buy, spending money. Buy microphones and buy yeah. lights. and Yeah. So we're not, and I'm not complaining, but right. It is in opposition to the scarcity mindset right. where I don't have the money and I'm without heat and cooling and I'm on the streets alone, right? right? That is the opposite. So if I follow that scarcity, this, isn't this, happening. Is, this is not something I should be doing. Right. But at the same time, this is like the most fun thing that, that I do. No. I, doing, doing this and yeah. then, you know, the, the editing and, the, and all that stuff. That's like the highlight of my week. I yeah. really like it. The most fun or this is this I is the hard. Fun, the more fu- most fulfilling. Fulfilling, but like to me, this holds the most heart space. When I say fulfilling, that's what I mean. I mean it's fulfilling in the, you know. I use that word carefully. When I use the word fulfilling, it's 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 a labor hit, of love. It's hitting the yeah, labor of love, passion body. It's hitting that that spot where it's like, this is in complete alignment with what I want to do, who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way that if I was making a video about picking stocks or something, what's different? We're making a video. We got the same equipment. We're, we're talking, but it's like, <sighs> would the cats be there? They'd probably, that'd probably oh. scare them off. <laughs> you know, buy Acme, sell 
Yeah, but if, if you but if that is what your heart if, calls yeah, you but to that, do, but that is not what's in my heart. Yeah. So that I mean, on the surface, it would look identical, but I would that the idea of that is repulsive to me, and I would I would I would dread and and uh, loathe every minute of the process because it's just not in alignment with me. I, nothing against people who pick stocks. Go more power to you. That's just not me. Yeah. No, but. But that that yearning, that pull within your heart, that story, mm-hmm. that dream that you feel is taking you somewhere. Yeah. Right? And sometimes it is hard to just allow your own self to marry it yeah. as opposed to marry what all is. Right. Because I'm like, may have been an accountant in a different life. <laughs> and I, I love doing the books and all that stuff. And so I, you know... This makes no sense mm-hmm. in in both contexts of that. It makes no no sense. Yeah. Uh, get it? Yeah, I get it. Get it uh, um, but yet it it feels like A, the most fun, B the most fulfilling, and and like it feels like the most important thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Well, and, no, I mean, you and I talked about with me the only, you know, the only thing that hits me the hardest right like i my pain body obviously still hits me i still get triggered by like oh my gosh what what if we don't have money or oh my gosh what if you know i'm on the streets in the cold and the snow without shoes you know whatever you know those still are there and i can see myself and i can see a child in that and i can take mercy on myself and give myself grace in that moment but what stirs at my heart the most is to you know to to know that as lost as we, you and I are day to day, right? And as and as hard as it might be not to know what's happening or not to know where the life is guiding you, right? And living in fear, to have courage or to have maybe courage or guts to live from your heart space changes the dynamic of everything that you are being in alignment with your higher self and your heart guidance quite literally transforms your world. Yes. Yes, it does. Right. And yes, in our case, it does not make sense financially. So thank God we are backed up on all the other jobs that we have in order to be able to do this. But if somebody else can listen to this and have the courage to go in their heart and be able to feel the dream or to feel their fantasy and then be able to connect to their internal knowing. Like, it's just one person. Would, I would just right. be ecstatic over that. I mean, that's in the past, you've been like, should I keep doing this? Does this make sense? And I'm like, if one person gets touched by any of your hundreds, of, at this point, hundreds of videos, then the whole thing's worth it. Yeah. No, I feel that way. I right? feel but that at way the too. same time, right, there's that scarcity at aspect. At the same time, me. sure it would be nice to be monetized and sure it'd be nice to have, you know, a hundred million subscribers and you know No, it's not but, about the money. It's it's, it, it's I mean, the fact that right. we have three full time jobs, right? And logically it does not make sense. <laughs> right. But the reason why we have the two other jobs that I still love and enjoy is to be able to have this right. money pit as a as a way of living. Yeah, and it is the most fulfilling. Like the it fact is. that yeah. you, I mean, one, I get to connect to you. Yeah. Uh, two, I get to express my own self in my own journey of yeah. self-discovery, which t- to me, I love hearing other people's take 
on the story of life. Yeah. And how and how they feel about awakening and how they feel about money or how they feel about approach to to really anything. Yeah. I wonder if we can somehow get other people's stories and then talk about them. That would be interesting. What do you mean? I don't know. If we could hear somebody else's story, not necessarily as a guest, but if we could get hear a story, we could, you know, talk about what parts I mean, we but we bring to. that in. I, yeah, you know, that person yeah. that contacted me, I don't know anything about them. But the story there is, what do I do if I'm lost, right? I guess maybe that's everybody's story right there. Yeah. And and the answer is just go into your heart. Go with, right? People call it heart. Some people call it intuition. Some people call it like guidance, spiritual guidance or, or guidance by I mean, God, whatever uh, you want to call it. Joseph Campbell's Follow Your Bliss. I think that's... Is that what his is? Yeah. I think that's basically the same thing is, yeah. The bliss is your heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's something, there's a pull in you to do or maybe not do something. Yeah. How can you, I guess if you had to take an action, what can you do to get, to do more of that? Yeah. Zoroastrian is the same thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah, except except it's it's less it's more internal with the Zoroastrian thing. It's like you know, do you you know what can you do to make the world better? In this case, it's like what can you do to? You, although maybe that's the same ta- thing. No, you take that to make the world better, but that could apply also internally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like good good thoughts, good words, good deeds. You take it and externalize it into the word or into the work. W- w- World. world but that's also that applies inside yeah like good what can, thoughts what, what good can you thoughts do what can is, you do to live in more more in alignment with what with you, you with you with you i think that now that that's the thing it's very easy for us to go externally and then see everything and all the guidance as like this you know like action into the world but how much time do we actually take what it's meant to possibly go inside and take that action within or evaluate it onto ourselves, right? Good thoughts, good words, good deeds could just simply be to yourself. Yeah. Like fix, fix yourself. I'm not saying anybody needs fixing, but I felt like I needed a lot of fixing. But the fixing is, you know, if, remove- if something needs to be fixed is because it's not in alignment with you. Yeah. That's right. like the definition of, I hate to use the word broken, but right? What what does broken mean? It means it's not in alignment with with your heart. Yeah. If it was in alignment with your heart, it wouldn't feel broken. How about that. Yeah. Well, right. It is difficult, right? Like to me, and maybe this is a feminine aspect more so, but let me know if you feel that way too. Like if I'm doing something, the heart just sings. Like I can, I mean. Oh yeah, no, I, I feel I know that. not. Literally, but I almost feel this energetic song yeah. coming out of my heart. There are things that I like to do that I'm really passionate about. And when I do them, and again, makes no financial sense. If anything, it costs money. But it's just, you know, it's it's the best stuff in the world. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel alive. You feel the most alive yeah. in those moments, right? It's like, you know, if I just had... All the time in the world, I would spend a lot of it doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I... 
I'm glad. I'm glad it came. It was, yeah. It's very deep. Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs>